0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dulce America. My name is Bing Futch. Thank you very much for joining me for another special month of episodes, focusing on a very, very interesting aspect of music theory. We started off in May with rhythm and in the month of June, 2022, we're looking at melody, not only where melody comes from, but how you can put them together and also to learn a few new tunes along the way. This is gonna be for our beginner level Mountain Dulcimer students. Although if you are not a beginner, you could always pick up a few great tips from watching the episode. So here we go. Starting off with a very, very simple tune called Down in the Valley, also known as Birmingham Jail. It's a cool tune. It's a very simple song. We'll be in D-A-D tuning, and we're gonna be playing in the key of G major. We're not gonna need any sort of capo or anything like that. Because really all we're doing right now is we're focusing on just the melody and where melodies come from, like the music stork or something like that. I guess you could kind of see it that way. In any case, let's take a look first of all at the key of G that we're going to be playing in. The key of G is the uh, key signature that has the fewest number of sharps. Just one sharp, and that is F sharp. Whenever we play in a particular key, a key can be thought of as a set of rules for playing a piece of music. It tells you some information about what notes we're playing, and also those notes can be combined together to play chords. So the key signature will tell us how many sharps there are in the music, or how many flats there are in the music. Typically, when we talk about flats and sharps, we're talking about raising the pitch of a note a half step up or a half step down. So in the case of the uh, G major we have one sharp, F sharp, and we use seven notes of the scale. Every single key that we play in uses seven letters and it's the first seven letters of the alphabet that we work with. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then we can either sharpen those or flatten those to get other notes in between the notes. In the key of G major we have one sharp, F sharp, and we can play that from the third fret on the mountain dulcimer melody string all the way up to the tenth fret and we won't use any extra frets like the six and a half and the eight and a half we'll just simply play the notes that come with a normal dulcimer I guess you could say starting at the third fret that would be G fourth fret A fifth fret B 6th fret C, 7th fret D, 8th fret E, got a little harmony in there accidentally, 9th fret F sharp, 10th fret G again, and this is the octave above the G where we started, basically 8 notes above that note. It takes eight notes to get from G here to G here. They're the exact same note, but this G is an octave higher than this G. This G is an octave lower than this G. Sorry, (laughs) I need to play G in order to make that happen. That's actually D. Okay, so we have our scale. So what happens in the key of G is that everything we play, if we're staying inside of the key and not borrowing chords or notes from other keys, every single note there is going to be basically the rules. That's what we have to to work with. Those seven notes can all be used in different combinations to create the melody, the main theme or line or phrase that we're going to hear throughout our piece of music. Now melodies are very very easy to handle on their own. We don't have to have a whole arrangement where there's melodies and harmonies and chords and rhythms. In fact there's a melody and then there's rhythm in the melody and that's all we need because think about it. If you're humming a song, <laughs> you've got melody in there, and you've got the rhythm that those notes are moving at. And that's it. We don't hum chords, unless you're a tube and throat singer. We do hum melodies, and really that is where a song begins and ends, is with the melody. And so the key signature, of course, is very important because it lets us know the available notes to use. Now, can we use notes that are not in the key signature? Absolutely, we certainly can. But in this case, we're gonna keep it nice and simple, and we're gonna just play the notes that are in the scale, that are in the key signature. And once again, that is G major. Let me take that back down again. And let me show you another way to play the scale. Let's go ahead and do it since we're in D-A-D tuning. The bass string is tuned the same as the melody. Let's go ahead and do the same thing on the bass string now and walk up to the 10th fret and back down again. Again, we're avoiding the 6 and and the 8 Here we go. And then we'll go back down again. always helpful when you're playing scales and learning scales for the first time uh, and you can have these written down, not a problem. Say the name of the scale as you play the notes and that will actually help to uh, mend or blend the two in your mind. G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp, G. Going backwards is a bit more difficult because we're not used to saying our alphabet backwards, at least not in the school I went to. But if you start to remember where the locations of these notes are, it's a little bit easier to go G, F sharp, E, D, C, B, A, and G. One more I'll show you is going to be uh, going across the strings. We'll start just like we did that bass string scale, G, A, B, C now we're going to go to the middle string and play the exact same frets three four five and six only now we're going to find the notes d e f sharp and g and we can go backwards of course now and once again that's g f sharp e d c b a g always a good idea to say those notes along with you playing them, and that will store things in your head really nicely. All right, so we have our seven notes of the G major scale. Let's go ahead and take a look at Birmingham Jail, the tune. I'll go ahead and put it up here on the screen so you can take a look at it. Once again, we are in the key of G. That's going to be 1 sharp, F sharp. And we are in 3-4 time. It's a waltz time. So for those of you who are with us for our study of... Uh, rhythm this past month in May. We did some work in three-four time. That's three beats in the measure and the quarter note gets the beat. One, two, three. One, two, three. We've got repeat symbols at the beginning of the first measure and we've got repeat symbols at the end of measure number 16. So everything in between measure 1 and measure 16, those repeat symbols are going to be repeated. In measure number 9, at the very end of measure 9, you'll see the DC Alcota and that interesting little symbol there that looks like a crosshairs you might find on a gun or a rifle. That means we're going to skip from the end of that measure after we play through it and we're going to go to the measure that has the symbol that looks just like that. But it's going to be at the beginning of the measure and you will find that at measure 17 and it actually says coda right there so we're going to start at the very beginning of the tune we're going to play until we reach those repeat symbols at measure 16 at the end of measure 16 we'll go back to measure one and then we'll play all the way through to the end of measure number nine at which point We'll take the DCL coda which means basically go to the coda go to the symbol that looks like this and when we do that we'll end up at measure number 17 and from there we'll play on to the end of the piece very very simple tune and we have a lot of sustain going on here we start off with just three quarter notes we go into a dotted half note which is going to get three beats Remember, a dot adds half of the value of the note to itself. A half note tends to get two beats, but that dot is gonna add another beat for a total of three. And that's the way we play whole notes when we're in three, four time. Uh, we play dotted half notes instead. Everything in the measure goes to that one note. Then you can see we've got these dotted half notes tied together. That means we're holding that note out for six beats. Your note's going to decay and disappear by the time you count to six, but that's okay. We'll talk about how to deal with that down the road here. Okay, let's go ahead and play through Birmingham Jail, and then we'll uh, do a little exploration of it and see what's going on here. One, two, three... Two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Two, three, two, three, one, two, three. two, three, one, two, three, get ready to repeat. Here we go. One, two, three, 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 one. Get ready to go to the coda and one, two, Three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one. Okay. Well, not only is this a study on just melody, but also a study on counting through very long, sustained, tied notes. Okay. Now let's analyze the melody a bit and just sort of uh, reaffirm some things that I believe we already know. Number one is that we are in the key of G major and that the key signature indicates that we've got one sharp. On the staff, that means anytime we encounter F, we need to make it an F sharp. Not a very difficult thing to do on the mountain dulcimer, but if we were playing in an instrument or with an instrument that has all the notes, we would have an option between F natural and F sharp, in which case we would choose F sharp for the key of G major. So we've got G, A, B, C, D, E, and F sharp. Let's see how much this is utilized and what notes tend to be favored when we move through here. Taking a look at the very, very opening, these could be seen as our pickup notes. Down in the. Down in the. We've got D, G, and A we hit B for a nice long time there well three beats and then G now we'll be talking about chords in the next month in July we'll be focusing on chords but it's helpful to know right now that what really makes a melody magical is when you have a melody that actually uses notes that are going to form a chord if our first chord, and it is indeed, our first chord is G major, and the three notes inside the side of G major are G, B, and D. Now take a look at the notes in the melody that is now playing where that G major chord is hanging out. And notice that we've got D, G, and we do have B. We've got three notes that are actually in the chord that are part of the melody, and that's why it's going to sound so great when we do finally bring those chords in. Everything's going to be very harmonious. But notice we also have an A in there, and that A isn't part of G major, but it works fine when you play it over the chord. So those are the things we'll be looking at next month, and how these things dovetail together. So we got D, G, A, B, G, B, A, G, some BAG in there. Gab and BAG are both in there as uh, initialism, right? Or acronyms if you so like. Gab and BAG. We hang out on A for a long time in the second line. Notice we actually play the pickup notes for a D major chord in measure number nine. D, F sharp, A leads us right on up. In fact, it leads us into a D7 chord, you can see there, and we play a C natural. C natural happens to be the one note you can add to a D major chord to make it a D7, so it's actually written into the melody, and that is part of my illustration here, is that you can actually hear sometimes the chords that would be present in a song just by listening to what the melody does, because most of the time the melody contains notes that are actually in the underlying chord. And since most people do really start with melody, it's very, very easy to create these chord movements by using just a string of melody notes alone. It can also give you a real big clue as to when chords are changing when you find that the notes you're using for the melody no longer fit within a particular chord. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. Again, we'll be looking at that. In fact, we'll be looking at this tune and what it sounds like and looks like when we add harmonies to it. And we will be doing that in July. For the time being, though, go ahead and play Birmingham Jail and focus on playing it just with the melody alone. Just play the melody over and over again and get yourself nice and familiar with it. And then, Go back and play the G major scale, G, A, B, C, D, G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp. Take a look at how how many times those notes from the scale pop up in the melody. Find out which notes show up the most. Find out which notes show up the least, because there's a reason for all of that happening and not happening at the same time. Work well with this tune, my friends, and be sure to check out the other episodes later on this month, and then come on back. We're going to revisit this tune next month. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then.